Good morning. This is Coach AA, and welcome to the Jan 17th edition of this podcast. Three things I have for you today. One is a story about a student of mine and what me and you can learn from them. The second one, three quotes featuring Derek's verse primarily. And the last one about knee pain and creaky joints and getting old and that kind of fun stuff. All right. So let's get on with it. First one. When we fall, what choice but to get up and go again? This is a story about a student of mine. We'll call them JK. Started from scratch. Not a gifted mover. Had no background in fitness at all. And what I mean by this is it's not like I had any background, but I did play sport while I was a kid. Sure, I was weak, I was skinny, but I played. I played a whole lot. So there was some semblance of movement patterns and things like that. For example, I could squat when I was asked to squat. Now, it didn't look great, but I could. And I have seen a lot of students like JK who couldn't squat the first day. Nothing fancy, just a regular squat. And that tells you, you know, where they started. And then two years of just showing up, they transformed themselves. Nutrition, work, work life, sleep, and of course, showing up. Took care of it and truly transformed their health and fitness. But that's not the story. And then life happened and they disappeared for a couple of years. And that's the story. So, just to give you a little bit of a background, right? Most of us, in fact, I would say 99% of us lack any form of physical education. Very, very few people come in with some form of physical education. And this generally stems from either having access, either knowledge or the tools when they were younger, or they maybe played sport at a slightly high level, in which case they got some form of training. But you know what? Most of us have zero physical education. And honestly, that's, that's what we love to work with at the Quad because that's us. If there is one founding principle, it's to help people like Raj and I because we lack that physical education and we would have loved to have gotten some. And so... That's the itch we wanted to scratch, and that's what we want to provide to other people. And so our mantra, show up three days a week, and we got the rest covered. Well, JK 
did just that. Now, of course, you can train more than three days a week and blah, blah, blah. But let's start with at least three days a week. And if you're simply trying to have some health, some fitness and ensure your longevity is guaranteed and you want to do more. What we mean by three days is minimum dosage. For a lot of us, minimum dose is enough. Now, if you, if you find strength training do more for you, and that's why we do it, we like it, so we train more. But it's not mandatory at all, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So back to JK. JK joined with a friend, and he would show up three days a week. He did not let his poor movements bother him at all, or at least he didn't let it stop him. Maybe it bothered him internally, but not once did he ever whine about it. He committed. He went all in. He did anything we asked of him. Not just the physical part, focused on nutrition, focused on lifestyle, started eating like an adult, and got enough sleep and he did this for close to two years and over two years he did transform himself now it wasn't that he suddenly became the most graceful mover out there and being able to do I don't know somersaults and cartwheels and being this amazingly uh, graceful oh wow kind of mover he moved well. Nothing crazy. Nothing beyond what slow and steady does. He got strong. All his little niggles, you know, that come from a sedentary life went away. He was a poster child for the community. Why, again, he really began at the bottom. And then, slowly, life happened. Work, which is always stressful, well, he started prioritizing work and started skipping classes. You know, it generally does happen. You start off with a lot more mojo and then you kind of take yourself for granted. That happened. And slowly, what happened was attendance started dropping. And then, a few months later, he disappeared. He disappeared for about two years. And then he came back. And he had regressed quite a bit, which happens, right? If you don't do anything for two years, you go back to your old habit f habits for two years, what else would happen? And here's the inspiring part. He was willing to start again at the bottom. That humility was something I learned a lot from. There are a lot of folks who go through this, but then when they come back and they realize things are a little hard again, the first week or even the first month is pretty terrible, right? Because you have a different image of yourself, of what you've done and of having conquered you know, these points already. And then you beat yourself up or you decide you're too good and you can't be going through this again when the truth is fundamentals 
trump everything. Well, JK stuck to that. Sure, he took his eye off the ball, but when it was time to start again at square one, he was ready. Started again at the bottom. And what he learned, as most of us do when we persevere, is it's like riding a bike. You're not really starting at the bottom. Sure, two years is a long time, and you lost your strength gains, blah, 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 but nah. Once you start, it's not going to take you the same amount of time as last time. In fact, you rediscover yourself pretty soon because, again, what it comes down to is simply showing up. He's not done with his journey. He is on the path. He is still slipping up. But he knows. He's done this before. He knows what's needed. And this time he wants to make it a sustainable one. What else I learned from watching him do this and go through this? It truly is about putting in the work. Now you gotta be smart about what work you're putting, but it truly is about do the work. And this is a line, I'm forgetting where I picked it up from, but I love this line. Failure is an event, not a personality trait. It happens. And when we fail, we learn what not to do the next time around and plan better. And we get to have a go again. So the key is to have the courage and the humility to start again and again and again as many times as you need. So thank you, JK, for inspiring me. And I hope a few of us from the community learn something from you. All right. Let's talk about some quotes. Derek Sivers asks us this. How do you grade yourself? It is important to know in advance to make sure you're staying focused on what's honestly important to you instead of doing what others think you should. Now, knowing what to measure is well, a fundamental in strength and conditioning. And what I've also seen is while the quantitative aspects matter, there are a whole lot of other things which are slightly more qualitative that for non-athletes, at least, we should be measuring. Like, are you sleeping better? Are your niggles gone? Are you able to be less fatigued? Are you able to do things that maybe you weren't able to do a couple of years ago? Like play a sport, go on a hike, play with your kids. And only if we grade ourselves across the spectrum rather than how much am I squatting, which honestly is the most unimaginative way or at least one-dimensional way of measuring ourselves. Now, this might apply again to somebody who's very serious about strength training and all that, but I think there's a lot more value by figuring out this entire spectrum of measurements and 
seeing what all improvements we are making. So how do you grade yourself? Think about it. The second quote, the cave you most fear to enter contains the greatest treasure. Joseph Campbell. This one's simple and powerful. Stephen Pressfield talks about this quite a bit as well. In his book, what Pressfield talks about is the amount of fear or the amount of resistance is an indicator of how much you really need to do that. The more scared you are, the more you find it hard to do something, that's when you know that's exactly what you should be doing. That's a pretty cool uh, litmus test. We can all produce magic if we consistently step out of our comfort zone. Maybe it takes a few weeks, a few months, or a few years, who knows, but effort, effort matters. And the final quote, I write only when inspiration strikes. Fortunately, it strikes every morning at nine o'clock sharp by the writer Somerset Mom. Habits, routines, consistency. That's about it, right? Like, again, when we talk about something like writer's block, and that's what Pressfield and Mom all refer to, if you sit down and do the work, Elizabeth Gerber as well, and you consistently keep chipping away at it, you will do work. Sounds simple. And, well, from my personal experience, I've seen this true at least of writing three posts a week. After many failed attempts at restarting my blog, something I used to do very regularly until, I want to say 2009 or 2010, well, it was for two years. Two years is a long time compared to zero. Only over the last few months have I been regular. And some days I have a very clear idea. In fact, some weeks I write down a lot of notes and thoughts and I have a clear idea of what I'm going to write about. Some days I'm clueless and I just sit and I type out some stuff and sometimes I'm not happy. Like today's post, for example, the one I'll be talking about next. Not that happy with it. I think I could have been crisper and communicated better, but it is what it is. Do the work. And on to the last post for today on getting old, on creaky joints, and pain. Now, as we get older, our joints hurt, and simple things like sitting down and standing up become clunky. Is that how it is, or is there an alternative? Well, there most certainly is an alternative. Now, let's talk about who this post is for. Honestly, it's for any of us. If you've not moved in a long time, and if you are from the quad community, I know you have, but I still think there's value in this, 
but maybe there's more value in somebody around you, in your family or your friends, who are scared to start and they don't know where to start. Well, let's look at this, right? Let's say elders in our house, when they sit in, stand. Well, you know, most of them do struggle or see people walking on the road even. You know, they don't walk in a very smooth, graceful fashion. A lot of people waddle today, right? And this has happened because, well, you know, we all tend to put on weight because we all move lesser. And again, this is not about putting on weight or not. What happens, we sit all the time. Even those of us who go to a gym, let's say you go to the gym five days a week. And there's still about 100 hours during the week where we're not doing much, where we're sitting, where we're on our couch, where we're in a weird angle, right? So what happens, our muscles get weaker and tighter. And slowly, like our droopy posture, because we are spending too much time slouching, all of this adds up and so the neck pain or the knee pain when we uh, climb upstairs neck pain when we wake up all of this is not a you know happen happening overnight it's accumulated over months and years of poor habits and it doesn't have to be that way not for us not for the older people in our household as well so First things first, if there is some form of pain, resolve that pain because pain will make us do more compensatory things. So go see a physical therapist, ensure that there's nothing deeper or no bigger underlying cause because pain makes it even harder to overcome that inertia. And then... For most of us, what would solve this once we have that clearance is to just have a simple 15 to 20 minute stretching routine daily. Stretch the major muscles. Stretch your quads, stretch your glutes, stretch your calves. You know, whatever stretches Google tells you, Google's reasonably okay to start off here. Stretch for about 90 seconds and try to really relax and Breathe and relax through the stretch and good things will happen. Say you get knee pain in the front of the knee when you climb stairs. Well, 99% of the time, this is because your glutes, the butt muscles, there's a bunch of them, but specifically a couple, they are weak and tight from sitting, right? So you can uh, check out my blog, there's a post about knee pain that tells you a simple place to start uh, rolling to release a knot and then to stretch it out and then to activate our glutes more. That three-step process, along with stretching your calves probably, will make knee pain a thing of the past. But this is not about a specific fix. I want to talk about, you know, more long-term thing. So step zero, see a physical therapist if there's pain. There's not step one, 
20 minutes of stretching a day. And then once you get that going, step two would be to add some activity. Now, why am I so intent on activity? We are meant to move. The more we move, the better things are. So this posture, for example, now even these 15, 20 minutes that I'm spending here, this would be a better posture to sit. Now it's hard, right? Like as I'm talking about this, I've forgotten and maybe I'll start to slouch again. But when we move, can we move with better posture throughout? So, and when I say move, two simple things you need to do. One, walk. Get tall, nice big open chest, and let your arms swing. Don't swing them wildly. Just try to give, keep them reasonably straight when they swing. And just go on a walk. Don't worry about time. Don't worry about distance. Just go on a walk. Build that habit. Let's say you do this three days a week. The other three days of the week, you can start by doing something like the Surya Namaskar. Now on the, on the post, I've given you a couple of links. Now Surya Namaskaram is brilliant for a bunch of things. Now I'm not any kind of expert on yoga, but just from my own practice, what I have found benefits from R1, synchronizing breathing with movement. There's a lot of magic that happens when we breathe better. The second thing is, because of the postures we go through, say the downward dog and the upward dog, we start to mobilize our joints better, right? We spend time here, going here and breathing there is great. We're trying to undo some of that stuff. You get a calf stretch. You, know, you move your hips so there's joint mobility and there's a lot of flexibility work. Just a few seconds of gentle stretching that happen. So instead of overthinking what stretches to do, what activity to do, I think this covers it all when we're starting off. So three days of the week, go on a walk, slowly build it up to say an hour. Three days of the week, do Surya Namaskar. You can start with 15 minutes. Just put a timer, turn it down. Even if all you do is, you know, three to four reps. That's okay. Do it right. Rest as much as you need. And then, when you're able to work the entire 15 minutes without resting, then up the timer to 30 minutes. And again, don't worry about reps. And slowly repeat the process. And let's say we hit an hour. Honestly, for most of us, this is enough. Especially if you're talking about somebody in their 50s or 60s and haven't moved in a long time. This might be all we need. And even for me, anytime I, try to, I get too fancy, I try to come up with this stretching routine, fitting it here, blah, blah, blah. Just 15 minutes of this gets me back into the habit of just moving better. So three days of this, three days of that. That might be all you need or a few months in, you start to feel much better about yourself. The tightness, 
the aches, the niggles are all gone. And maybe now you can get more ambitious. But when we start with pain or when we start with, you know, not even being able to move and not having a movement habit, thinking about lifting weights or doing this or that seems too much of a stretch. Some of us rush in, fail, get disappointed and walk away. And some of us are too intimidated to start. This slow and steady, this middle ground can really transform you. Now you think, I don't have all this time a few months in. Well, what's the rush? You do this over the first half of this year. In the second half of the year, you can just maybe start into some strength training, learning to train. And you transfer over some of the hours you put into this physical activity into something else. Or like I said, this might be all you need. Now the point is, we don't need to live in pain. We don't need to live with tightness. It requires us to move. So move. If you're not sure what this move thing is, walking and Surya Namaskaram. They're not poor alternatives. I think they're great, great options. Don't overthink it. Start maybe six months. Then you can. Then you've earned the right to think about what do I do next. Hope you find this useful. And with that, we're done with this week's episode. Thank you for listening. And I would love to hear feedback or thoughts from you. If you're not sure what to write about, well, one specific question you can respond to how can I best help you now? If you have that question, let me know how I can help and I'd be happy to. All right, with that, I'm signing off and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.